0: Hello uh, and welcome to this Non-Zero One special edition podcast Whoa. Yeah, with myself, Fran Miller. Uh,
1: me, John Hunter.
0: And me, Kat Harrison. And the fourth member of Non-Zero One who can't be with us today uh, because she is on uh, parental leave is Sarah Butcher.
1: Why are we doing the podcast, Kat?
2: It has been 10 years since we made our first piece of work and so we thought it would be a, an interesting time to reflect on everything we've done at this point and maybe pass on some
0: pearls of wisdom cool. if we have any it might i mean it's going to be an, an emotional ride for yeah. everybody Strap in. yeah Strap in. <laughs> exactly
1: so we asked some people who have been very important to our journey over the last 10 years to pose some questions to us uh, which we attempt to answer one by one per <laughs> episode there are 8 in total
0: so, we hope you enjoy. And if you'd like to find out any more information about Non Zero One, you can visit our website at www.nonzero1.com uh, and drop us a line. We would love to hear from you.
2: Drop us a line?
0: I don't know. Yeah, email
1: just give us or... a bell.
2: This question comes from uh, Rabbiath Razor, who was one of our participants in Let's Take a Walk which was at the Barbican in 2016. And Rabbiath asked us, how does Non-Zero One ensure that we continue to be inclusive and diverse in our castings and the work that we produce?
0: We met Rabiath through Mulberry School for Girls, right? That's right, yeah. In Tower Hamlets? Yes we were doing workshops as part of the build up for let's take a walk yeah but we i think we there. met them through that and then we asked if we could do workshops with them from let's take a walk oh. and um and they were like yeah cuz they're a great school and we sort of went in and met loads of their students through yeah. that um and it which was brilliant and Rabiath was she she um replied to our like open call didn't oh, she for sorry. for participants for let's take a walk yes. <clears throat> and so we selected people that to collaborate with us on that project um and we just tried to i think we went into that project trying to make sure that we had a range of voices that weren't our voices because we'd made a lot of shows where you kind of listen to our voice and you walk around and think about questions and, <laughs> and we're like actually what if what if somebody else could do this what would they ask and how would they see it in completely different ways through their background and you know and how they're seeing the world as well mm-hmm. and and i both through age so my the person I collaborated with was a person called um, Melanie. And, oh, uh, Melanie. Total
2: superstar. Yeah,
0: brilliant, brilliant Melanie. Um, and it was just, it was amazing. Cause,
2: Through the Mercury Movers.
0: Yeah, Is in Rambert. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. John went and gave a workshop with Rambert. Yes. Um, and it was a fascinating collaboration because she came at the world in a completely different way to I did. And I, yeah, it was a really enjoyable process making that.
2: I think you're totally right in that it, in in some ways it's quite a selfish decision from mm. our part in that um the reason why we want to be as inclusive and pos- as possible with our work is because it it makes for the most interesting stories and it makes uh and it, and it it allows us to meet people from a whole incredible range of um, backgrounds and experiences one of the checks that we do on everything mm-hmm. is like how can we make the pieces of work be as inclusive as possible and it, I think we've got better at that over the last decade also because it's much more part of the general discourse now mm-hmm. than it was when we first started making work mm-hmm. but I remember, as when we did, you you were saying, Fran, like when we did the first piece at the Barbican, I would, would like, like to meet, to meet yeah. um, and we realized that this piece was taking people on different floors of the building, and it was timed quite specifically, mm-hmm. and and we had um, a route that was specifically like no stairs, and could so people with kind of mobility, and it was slower as well, so people with kind of mm-hmm. any. Um, Uh, difficulties
0: moving could potentially do that Mm -hmm. to do that piece yeah we got advice from Lisa Hammond um as to uh sort of the best way to do it and how to articulate it and what people needed and and that was just really useful and that was the first yeah as you said that was the first show we did at the Barbican so it's always been on our sort of radar to ensure it
1: I, I remember Feeling more than once, just almost not wanting to hear our own voices anymore, <laughs> yeah. and knowing what that what that obviously signifies—not just whose voice are you hearing, but like that's synonymous, sort of, with visibility to a certain extent mm-hmm. because we're not as the four of us, five of us, six of us over the course of our um, time in Non Zero One, often standing on stage, sort of as actors. Um, yeah. So at the presence in our work is often a voice and like you said it would often be sort of uh, our own voices because mm. why not i suppose that was the default position is, is why not yeah. right it is the easiest and i think that that is a challenge and i think like i take rubiah's question sort of also in the spirit of challenge which is what do you do well obviously the easiest thing mm. is keep using your own voices, keep, you know, representing, stay with stuff that's close to you and your experience. And if that goes unchallenged or unquestioned, it is just like, well, why not? Why Mm. shouldn't it be, you know, my voice all the time? And I think that it's when people have helped us appreciate how that might uh, come across uh, that really helps you. How it might
2: limit us. Yeah, limit us and come across
1: uh, that we are really similar in age you know we're similar in education we're relatively like we don't have vastly different kind of backgrounds in yeah. terms of like socioeconomic and we're all british and white and so that does to a certain extent define the position from which we've got authority to speak or mm. to ask questions
0: yeah I was going to talk about um put her forward with it as well mm-hmm. because again it was that trying to I suppose we come up with the idea and then the only way the idea will work is from who will take part in that idea and how we had to... A lot of our work was actually how do we get this um, call-out out out into the most varied places that aren't just our normal way because, again, like, you know, Twitter or our social media platforms are talking to the people who know us and see us and, you know, are are similar to us, I suppose... And and actually, we did a lot of work on on particularly with um, Heritage Open Days as well. Their support with it, but like getting it out to those communities that haven't heard of us and that we would never normally reach, and they would not normally go to the theatre, let alone interactive theatre. To make sure we had those voices and those people celebrated within our work and and part of our work and in that piece particularly, and that made it so much richer. And I think we we talked about this slightly in a in a previous episode, but Again it's it's the places we managed to go to with our our little speeches and our our placards and unveiling these statues was just fantastic you know the the varied places that we went with this and all we were really looking at with that was kind of geograph geographical spread to make sure everyone like across England people were being celebrated and the and the stories and the stories yeah right so it wasn't yeah. you know they weren't all nurses for example it was like, yeah. it was totally varied and that felt so important to making put her forward what it was and it, therefore it felt sort of out of our control because yeah. actually it was down completely to the women that got involved
2: i think it's i think it's a really interesting question because it's cuz it's hard yeah it's really hard it's mm-hmm. really hard and we have to put so much um, resources into that because for us you know obviously they're not for those people but you hear it hear it being termed as like hard to reach Mm -hmm. people and like for us to find hard to reach people is hard you know Mm -hmm. and we have to put so much um time and resources and think really laterally as well um in terms of like how we approach people Mm -hmm. you know so um for example like with those women in Put Her Forward um not all of them would use email and not you know and not all of them would have um have a mobile number that we could text and and sometimes we'd we'd have to like call a house number at a certain time or even yeah or even um you know it's just trying to like think laterally as well about like how people would Mm. would access it and because we've always made participatory work, like, even from the word go, we've always gone, how might people respond to this? Yeah. And we've always tried to, like, think, you know, how would somebody respond to this if they couldn't reach that um switch or if they couldn't um uh, like understand this question that we're talking about we've always
0: caught ourselves haven't we if we if we find if we suddenly feel like we're making an assumption about the person taking part yeah if we're making an assumption about what they know or what they might know about us or what they i don't know you just you just had to be and we've always done it be really careful that concept Mm. just just as a concept that um
2: of like the barriers you can present yeah is something that just that spans so much more than disability it's like inclusivity on like such a broader sense isn't it mm-hmm. and what we also try and do with all of our work is like bring in um different people like to test out the work yeah. and we get people to kind of like read over stuff that we've done and we get people to come and try out certain elements of things and so that we can ask them and go you know how are you what are the difficult bits like what are the bits that we are making assumptions about that people can do or will will imagine at this point or you know and and really try and take some of that prescriptive um language or processes or things out so I guess because put her forward was, one is is like a recent example you know when we were talking about doing the campaign for getting people to nominate women it was something that existed really strongly online but we also like made the decision to to physically for us to go out and find communities of people all over england we we really tried to think hard about like well how Mm. do how do we get this out of just our networks because we it's just not going to be interesting if it's just if it's just for for people that 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 we know but it is hard and i think that's something we've not got it right every time not at all
1: and it's like it's it's hard because but it's also it's okay to acknowledge that it's hard and it is logical it's like the fact that you it's easier to reach to use that word again people who are like you or in a similar situation to you the challenge is okay this is hard do you accept you know the yeah, challenge the of it challenge. being hard yeah, and and, and what can you do about it and right. that has to be part of the challenge that you put back to yourself which is like okay does this idea assume that people are going to travel to me does this idea require you know people to uh buy a ticket or um sort of know about a ticket uh allocation uh via some kind of like special interest mm-hmm. sign up list um does this experience sort of make any assumptions about what someone's own experience of something meditative might be you know when you ask the questions like don't you always find dot 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 and it's like well the answer might just be no i don't always find that actually and you know those are the challenges that's the stick that i think you've got to beat it with like and like cat says it is hard and it's like we've, we've got a whole journey ahead of us to to do that better and better and better like some of the work is just being like having an appetite to try and understand what those barriers might be yeah. I think.
0: And also the barriers through technology the technology yeah. that we use we've talked about that quite a lot haven't we in terms of quite a lot of our performances have used headphones and uh and, and just what that meant and how that affected people. But yeah I think it's interesting what you were saying because
2: I was like some and that a, a lot of that has come from like mistakes and assumptions that we've made in the past. Yeah. So yeah. I remember um I think it was with a word like to me actually is that when it was at the Barbican, mm. is there's like a section in it that's kind of like in an MSN format. Um oh, yeah. and
0: yeah,
1: where
2: you sit down, and you, you you sit down yeah. and you like write a message to yeah. somebody, like to a stranger oh, basically. Yes. Yeah. And we had some people come and test it and we were like, oh this isn't this isn't quite working. They're not they're not saying anything. Why are they not saying anything? And then we would um go and check it out and find out that um this person who was who was much older than us um they had typed it, typed all the responses, but then hadn't pressed the return key. And when we spoke to them afterwards, when we got their feedback, they were like, well, of course, I know how to type because I was a, I was a typist. But I type, typed on a typewriter and I've never used like a laptop before. And I didn't know what you meant when you say press the return key. Well, we,
1: maybe we said the enter, course, or yeah. or the enter key or yeah. something. Because,
2: of course, it doesn't say it just has an arrow on it. And then, you know, so we we obviously take that and we change it to be like put a little red sticker on it like press the key with the but stuff like that you just can't you can't you can't think of everything it's like training ourselves to be aware of what are the barriers that we put in place with Mm -hmm. the work that we're making can any of those barriers be Be taken taken down and if not how can we be super clear about like what? What those barriers then are, and how do we make sure that that's yeah, um, that's just communicated?
0: Well, it was like when we did, we took um, hold hands up horns into that shopping centre in the middle of Leeds. Yes, with and bring suddenly, the happy, yeah, with bring the happy. Festival. So good. And it was, a, and again, it was. It's so hold hands lock horns is the piece where you do a choice map, and then you have a conversation with us about your the choices, choices. that you made and what, yeah. yeah. And there was some amazing, like the people that came in just because we put ourselves in a setting that was so accessible, that was an accessible place for a lot of Loads people of to people. go to. And it was yeah. a very normal place for everyone to go to. It was brilliant. They felt like it was something that they could take part in. They're intrigued by this choice map, but they sort of recognised that, you know, anyone could do it. Anyone could do it. Yeah. And have a conversation with us. And for people who find it so tricky to step through the doors yeah. or intimidating of, or uh,
2: Yeah. Of a theatre. Like, theatre or an arts organisation. Yeah. Um, and and again, we've like we've been doing that for we really have been doing that for ten years because we actually never started by taking something onto a stage. No. We started by taking things into the foyer spaces, yeah, or outside or outside yeah. and um, and I think that's partly testament to our work now going into a lot of museums mm. and a lot of public spaces that aren't that don't have the kind of boundaries mm. of um traditional performance spaces
0: thank you for joining us for this podcast with non-zero one um we hope you enjoyed it and if that was your first one there are seven more or six more if you've done two. So you can make your way through the whole... <laughs> are you going to go through the all of them whole... You can make your way through the whole How lot many of more are there if you've such done such a nice five. time. There'll be three more. And then when you've done seven, you'll only have one more to go. And if you've done eight, you can join Non-Zero-One.
1: <laughs> and you also will have listened to this outro eight times as well. Sorry about <laughs> it. All right, then. See you later. Okay, bye. bye.